0: Go Loud presents the Lennon-Courtney podcast.
1: Public displays of affection send me over the edge. Like I'm the kind of person who does say, get a room. And I shouldn't be because I've come from it. I know it can't be that brain fog.
0: I'm Sonia Lennon.
1: And I'm Brendan Courtney. And you're listening to the Lennon-Courtney podcast.
0: We're so excited for you. This week we're talking public displays of affection.
1: Do public peckers need to get a room or is flaunting your love to an audience just part of a relationship life cycle?
0: We talk about performative affection and ask if COVID has affected affection for the better.
1: This is The Thinking Woman's Guide to Public Displays of Affection.
0: So, how was your week? Busy. Was it? Intense. Yeah, a lot going on, right?
1: Well, just filming and... um, And mother. And mammy. So, filming was great with three amazing women. Split between Frances Black, senator singer and 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 then Mary Kennedy who's my first presenter when I was a researcher and then amazing. Who
0: was posting herself in beautiful Lennon Courtney as yes. well. Yes. Yes.
1: Um, and then the other amazing woman who I'm absolutely in love with now as well is Isn't
0: <laughs> it a good thing I'm not jealous all the same? Yeah. <laughs> I have so much love to give and receive that I don't mind that you have other amazing women in your life. <laughs> You're just a giver. I am. Yeah, I am. I'm also a taker.
1: Yeah, uh, you would be a top if you were a gay man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but I do it with kindness. Yes,
1: yes. And took mom to get her nails done on Saturday, and Aww. yeah, so cute.
0: I sat at lunch on Friday with the Irish ambassador uh, of Norway, Chile, Colombia, Canada. It was
1: so amazing. So, so there. The Irish ambassador in those places. No, no, they're, no, the, they're
0: the, the the ambassadors in country. Ireland okay. of their country in I Ireland. I bet
1: you felt right at home.
0: I <laughs> was very happy. Yeah. I was very, well. Basically, it was a a, um, a party hosted by the Norwegian ambassador uh, Mary Scar, who is amazing, and she. I, I, so she invited lots of fabulous people, yeah. uh, including all her ambassadorial mates, obviously, Lovely. who who live, who are her neighbours, effectively. Okay.
1: Uh, Hi, paloi!
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it was so gorgeous, you know, and then I got thinking about, you know, the diplomatic corps and how amazing it would be to just make friends for a living.
1: And that's what their job is.
0: Well, they're just super nice, super confident, really self-possessed, very intelligent you know, how nice.
1: Stop playing with your mic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how nice is um, that? So, yeah, yeah, but you
1: have to be a civil servant, right? Yes. To qualify.
0: You have to do the exams, the civil yeah, servant yeah. exams.
1: Uh, and do, do all European countries have a similar civil service to us? Would there be a backroom in all government?
0: Yeah, so they're Possibly. all Department of Foreign Affairs. Gotcha. So that's the the, the the department that they come out of. So
1: obviously where I'm going with this, is how do you become an ambassador?
0: Um, I guess you... you progress through the diplomacy ranks you have to you start you do your civil service exams yeah. and and I'm not sure we'd have to get a, a no, diplomat to, on to
1: talk about but, that So PDAs why?
0: Well I, I I think it was my idea was it? PDAs? So. Uh, well it developed
1: it, the idea developed to PDAs but you had another idea which was Oh
0: performative. performative so that's what I kind of became interested in this idea of performative affection and it came out of a conversation that I was having with some girlfriends where Uh, one of them was saying that she remembers her father making a big deal of performatively kissing her mother when he came into the room, but she knew intuitively that her mother had set that up, that it wasn't coming from her father. (laughs) Isn't that like an absolute spaghetti plate full (laughs) of... Everything you want to talk about human relationships, but yeah, she felt she felt her mo- her dad wouldn't naturally have done that. Yes, but her mother, uh, kind of, actioned it for whatever her own reasons were. Um, but I think what 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 made me think about them is you know this, we're kind of living in this sort of um world of public displays of affection. Like they're they're all over the place. It's just become like this big explosion. Do you think so? Well, it's something that the media are are using as a as a catchment now to ta- to tell stories about celebrities.
1: Okay, you know,
0: so whether it's Travis and whichever, Port yes, and thank Travis, you, yes. or um, who's the other one, like Game and but it's okay. So let's talk about that because this this is this is the absolute nub of this conversation. And when I started looking into it, what I realized is there's two different forms of PDA, like really split down the middle. There is the absolute natural... Uh, hostile takeover of your brain with oxytocin that happens when you are in love. new love, lust, yeah. and when everything just. And you
1: want to tell everybody and that. And
0: you, 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 when you want to show the person and they want to show you, and actually, Gross. you do not see the world. You're you not. don't see anything. And
1: yeah. you don't care.
0: Well, you, no, you, you don't want to show everybody because they don't exist. It's just you and that other person. And it's this kind of incredible, <sighs>
1: oh, I hate that. unsustainable. I hate that period. I hate that period because you are mental. When you're in love, first first time, you're yeah, you're yeah. derailed, right? You are,
0: yeah. Well, you're yeah. you're not functioning. Oh, I
1: hate it. Oh no, I never want to. Go you're back not functioning that. strategically. <laughs> I'm a <loon>. mm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. What does ever. that?
0: What does Brendan in the first F- throws of love look like?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just about to completely contradict myself. I am. Um, when I was younger, you kind of, it's a, a little performative, right? You're trying to do what grown-ups do, isn't it? A little bit like that. But well, I'm you're, quite, learning. you're learning. You're in a
0: learning process. But
1: I, I, I would say because, and that's in my makeup, as you know, is to develop obsessions, right? So I suffer from OCD and I've, it's present. So when I'm in love, it, it becomes an obsession and and it's not good. <laughs> so I like to sort of get through that period and to settle down. And, and then once you settle down, it's grand. And so Adam and I had that period at the start. Absolutely. He didn't leave for five days, you know, when we met because I wouldn't let him leave. <laughs> no, you're saying I go to cook food. We're in love now. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. I never want to go back to that person. I don't like that person.
0: It's funny that you don't like that person. Oh,
1: it's you're so vulnerable and you're so open and you're so... And it's nonsense, it, it'll go, it'll pass. You know, you're right, it, your, your brain is taken over by yeah. a fog of yes, love. Of, you call it love, but it's crazy, right?
0: You can only hate it in retrospect. You can't hate it at the time because the yeah. oxytocin is flowing. I
1: don't, I don't hate oh, it. Oh, well, I, I've done it enough to hate it. <laughs> I've been there, that guy, a couple of times in my life. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, you're debilitated. It, yeah. it takes you over. And you, I, don't have, I don't have time for it at the moment in my <laughs> head. You know, I don't <laughs> want, I want stability. Mm. In, in as many areas as he, as one can do, in particularly 50s.
0: when there's in stuff to deal with, you know yeah. that you're you, you don't need any more distraction, derailment. No, you know, no, yeah. So that's and one. That's one, and
1: the other is the
0: other is this performative piece, which I I think is you're fascinated by. I, I am fascinated by because it rings hollow. You know that if you're doing it, if you're if you're being affectionate to. To show
1: others. So here's a here's a here's a spin on it, right? I my mother still to this day always says, "Oh, you were such a kissy kid." I kissed everybody. I would arrive to my aunts and kiss everybody hello. And they, I remember sometimes my uncles looking at me a bit strange. I mean, I was sixteen. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I I was like
0: <laughs> "What we what bit of them were you kissing?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, say, well, I remember six, seven, that kind of thing. Hello, kiss everybody, because my grandmother was very kissy. And so that was just instilled in us as a kissy we're a kissy family but my parents parents weren't like that you know what i mean my mother grandmother was my dad but my dad's parents were not displays of any affection so he was a real kisser my dad would hold you down and kiss you, kiss you, kiss you, kiss you when you were a kid. Even though
0: he wasn't used to that from his upbringing. Yeah,
1: he met, he put it into his life. Well, that's, lives. they're
0: the choices you have. You either perform to type or against it, right? Right, yeah. So either you were... So he performed against it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: It's cute.
0: Yeah, oh no, look, I think it's adorable. And I mean, my big, you know, six foot three son now, I mean, I, I make him hug me because I just love it, you know? Yeah. And I, I think it's really important that you don't lose the ability to hug and to be affectionate Um, and I'm thinking like like myself and Dave we're we're not we're not you know we're not performative in that way but we there's a ritual around you know kissing each other hello and kissing each other goodbye and you know wrapping your arms around somebody just so that you know, you don't feel like co-tenants oh, in a way that yeah, you're, you're, you yeah, know. That
1: let's there's... get to the nitty gritty, right? The Courtney's and the Travises of the world, right? That PDA, stuff, that's what annoys us, right? Now, you know how much that annoys me. Yeah. Like performative public displays of affection send me over the edge. Like I'm the kind of person who does say, get a room. Yeah. <laughs> and I shouldn't be because I've come from it. And I know it can't be that brain fog. So, so are we saying that sometimes you just can't help it?
0: Well, sometimes you can't help it when it's hormonal yeah, and you
1: actually are in the
0: first flush of love and you can't see anything else. (laughs) Research says that although a number of people said they participated in PDA, 32% of people who identified as women and 37% who identify as men said that they had engaged in PDA in a strictly performative way. Wow. So it really wasn't about being caught up in the moment with their partners. It was about grabbing other people's
1: attention. Yeah, I mean, I have planted a kiss when I've seen somebody else looking at my boyfriend, <laughs> I have done that. Yeah, terror territory. And I, 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 I terrible. Here's,
0: here's a funny one. I have seen <laughs> D- Dave put his arm around my back, and I it's totally subconscious in a room where he feels proud of me being there with him.
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: And but he we wouldn't he wouldn't normally do that. Yeah because it's kind of it's kind of almost patriarchal in a way and I, and I, there was nothing bad nothing negative about it but he doesn't do that and and there's particular environments where Interesting. where I know he will and it's almost like it I'm is I'm pretty
1: sure he doesn't listen to this podcast is he No. Oh good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I, I I've said it to him you know yeah. I I mean and I I think it, it's definitely subconscious and it's definitely a very particular social cue.
1: Yeah. What is it?
0: I, I think it's about you know, we're we're together, and I'm proud, and we're proud together. And you know, it's yeah. a, and they're very professional circumstances. Would never be in a social circumstance. Yeah.
1: Adam literally corpses if you go near him in public. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like the raccoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I kind of have fun with that. Give me a kissy kissy. and he's like. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> yeah,
0: I I I think if you if you. If you go back to the family thing.
1: Yeah, my right? family are real kissy. We are all kissy, kiss kissy. We're a kissy family.
0: So the, they, they have done research around, you know, how affectionate your upbringing is. And what surprised me was that they found that... Um, so there's kind of nor uh, below average, normal, and above average. And normally, when you go to the extremes in these research pieces, you tip over to the dark side. You right. Know?
1: And what is the dark side? Well,
0: well, well apparently there isn't one. So there's oh. there's no such thing as overly affectionate. Oh, isn't that nice? I I would have thought now if you if you had a really extravagantly affectionate um background that you might either. And this is very telling. Go a bit soft—that yeah. you're not able for the world, or or your expectations would be too high. Yeah. But actually, no. The, these the, these adults who had been in very very affectionate and affectionate homes were more stable, less anxious, less stressed. Yeah. So that that does give a great grounding. So,
1: I my parents are very very affectionate, as I've already and said. And look at you—you're perfect. And, oh, there you go. Yeah, but they were very performative in a in a vodka seven nineteen seventies keys in a bowl kind of way In, I'm just setting a picture that they would be jealous of each other and they would act this out as if they, I kind of feel they, they would do it sometimes because they felt they were supposed to do it Yeah. I don't ever think it was really real sometimes Mom would accuse Dad of flirting with somebody at a dinner party I remember you'd hear them you'd be like Dallas like oh my God they're at it mm-hmm. again and, but it was fueled by they were very in love for a very long time when we were younger and
0: kind of lusty obviously really
1: lusty they were at it all the time like it was kind of annoying when we were teenagers and they'd be at it. Like, stop it. It's gross. Your parents. Anyway, and the amount of times we walked in on them in weird rooms or caravans or like just happened all the time. So they were very lusty. But there was a performative side to that, which I think was, was probably quite negative. They were jealous. What a waste and of it's time. funny
0: because we, we, you know, we learn how to behave through our social cues and that involves media. And if you think about the kind of melodrama that was. Melodrama that was pervasive in those relationships. Yeah, but D- Dallas dynasty, all like that was, the, everything was big, big hair, big jewelry, big fights. crying fits, big fights, big flouncing out. Yeah. So that was kind of baked, 100%. baked into our culture at that time. But I
1: think also the way a man asked a woman out in the 50s and 60s and the way he paid and the way he cycled her home and the, all those very performative social cues for how you progress in your courtship, you, there was rules. Yeah. literally a real book. There's still rules, like yeah. there's
0: still rules. I, I had a really interesting conversation with Finn about engagement rings. You know, and we were saying, oh, you know, would would you, you know, would you choose one yourself, or would you get the man? To choose? How how would it work? And he's like, well, I would definitely choose. It. And I was like, well, I think that might be a mistake. You know, if you if if you are caught up in engagement ring land, which is another whole conversation, right? Is he? No, 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 no. No, no, this is all totally hypothetical. It just came out of nowhere. Yeah, sure it is. Uh, And uh, he's like, I'd want to choose it, right? Now, Finn is 17. He's a brilliant guy. But that's because...
1: Hold it there. Let's take a break. And we're back because...
0: That's because we tell a story... To people about how 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 things happen. Yeah. And so I know women in in my life
1: who have the ring they hate.
0: N- no, who have the ring they love because they've chosen it themselves, but would never admit that
1: he didn't choose it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I have that, no you, time you, for that. Does that
0: make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I have no time for that.
0: But that's performative,
1: right? Yeah, and I I I know lots of people who've done that. Yeah.
0: It's funny isn't it Be, and, and that perpetuates then a sort of a totally unrealistic human behaviour and human expectation from both men and women And you see
1: uh, and the older I get the more important it is for people like us to, to rail, tell this story I, but to rail against the patriarchy because it oppresses women whether you like it or not the end of that sentence is she's oppressed in some way because she's <laughs> letting him oh it's just weird mm. it's mad isn't it mm. like my mum used to say she, he chased her till she caught him that kind of thing you know she. <laughs> yeah. you know flirty flirty yeah. and then he catches her and then he, she buys the ring but then he's got to get down on the knee I mean, it's just exhausting yeah. isn't it
0: but it is a performance it is a performance but then again
1: I mean I have always struggled with people who are engaged perpetually
0: so, so yeah. hang on a second can we talk about uh, yes
1: uh, people uh, who uh, are
0: engaged uh, perpetually so yeah, what, no why, why have you
1: no date we're engaged yeah. for what you, you have to be engaged for something. And they are engaged now. You, for, for, and you're getting married? Oh, I don't know. Were engaged? I don't know that I don't, one. Oh, I haven't yeah. come across that one. Oh, loads of my family, lo- loads have got engaged and then they'll figure it out after that. You know, you I've know, always wanted to go out with somebody called Beyonce so I could introduce her as my fiance Beyonce. Oh, that's nice. Isn't
0: <laughs> it? I like that. It's n- unlikely to
1: happen, I'd say. I'd say. <laughs> this is my fiance Beyonce. That's <laughs> a good one. That's
0: a good one. But let's talk about why we... Hate
1: seeing people publicly display. Affection. I th- do you know, I think with life experience, you can smell when it's fake, and mm. I think that's what we don't like. Whereas, if you see, like, we all love the old crinkly couple holding hands, walking down nothing the nothing nice, nothing nice, and they give a little peck and they get a little peck, and that's they're not they're not even looking at you; they don't give a shit, but they're showing affection to each other in a very sweet way. The crinkly I'm- couple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know am I <laughs> <laughs> and I love Crickle cut
0: crisps do you mind me Sonia and I were talking about that what do you talk about when you're not out here Brandon Crickle cut
1: crisps aren't so crisps? why do we hate it because I think we can smell when it's fake mm. also I remember being somewhere and Deborah kissing Jeff in a in, in a nightclub like having a little wear and they got kicked out <laughs> and they weren't like they weren't very publicly they were just having a little snog in the car you know and next time I looked at the bouncer and they are like got kicked out yeah so I mean I was like okay you you misread that one mm. they were just having a little snow they were dating I don't think they were married even and uh, they got kicked out for kissing and she was really a, a, embarrassed
0: and if you transpose that behaviour into somewhere where public displays of affection is more normalised like, like cinema no like, I'm thinking like kind of <laughs> <laughs> no I'm thinking like South America or Italy or.
1: <laughs> that's my favourite joke do you want to hear my favourite joke? Yes, of course Christmas? we do. So Mary gets invited on a date. And she's two, spin- two spinster sisters. This is my dad's joke, by I the way. So I
0: don't think you're an outside spinster anymore, but keep going. But
1: no, I'm, just re- I'm just reliving my dad's favourite okay, joke. Two okay. spinster sisters. And uh, uh, Jack down the road asks one of them if they want to go on a date. And they're both in their sixties. I don't know why they have to be in their sixties, but that's dad's joke. Crinkle cut. Crinkle cut, yeah. And uh, she's sitting there and he gets very heavy. And he's like all over, and she's the funny thing was, sweets me bag all the time. <laughs> In memory of Frank. Holy like, um, totally inappropriate. Anyway, um, so good. Okay, so they're much more expressive. Absolutely. Latin people. Yeah interesting that that would make sense Italian men are very wolf yeah stereotype stereotype yeah. stereotype yeah but there is a there is a thing definitely in Italy though you see it's almost like young men that I've seen over the years now react to a woman walking by like the the, the proverbial building site. yeah and they're way, way, that you're like what the hell like it's it's almost like they're the that's performative yeah. for the other guys that's yeah. weird right yeah
0: but it's again you're back to kind of these pockets of cultural normality yes. where where things are acceptable questionable but acceptable uh, based on on what's happening around you you know so and I, and i i wonder if part of our history and culture uh in terms of our own identity struggles with the idea of affection because it is largesse and confidence and and sort of self possession everything that we're we haven't traditionally been as irish people as irish people yeah
1: so, so You've been
0: oppressed. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's all a bit kind of a folded arm under under sizeable bosom and kind of looking at things, going, "Oh, I would, well, I wouldn't do that." Yeah. You know. Yeah. Who does she think she is, kissing the face off him over yeah. there? <laughs> Put your clothes back on. <laughs> okay. yeah,
1: but so I, 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 knew and worked with Katie Price and a friend of hers who I who I still know, so I'll leave nameless. And I told you the transactionary of that public. Affection with the boyfriend and the sponsored by Flake and Eater, remember uh, Anthea Turner and all that kind of stuff. It's actually where, where the rules end and where the love begins is very blurry. Mm. So, if this particular girl was getting married to a kind of a famous pop star, but the whole wedding was on hold to see when Katie Price was available to be the bridesmaid.
0: Yeah, because I would up the magazine say, yeah. like yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I thought, God, why are you like? Surely, if you're going to buy into the patriarchy and buy into the idea of a wedding, it has to be on your terms and for you, right? Or not?
0: Well, maybe that is on their that is on their terms. Well,
1: that, that is also where my head off and went with it as well. But this is this is how they live, right? Yeah. But I found it at the end of the day, it, it it's a riding to a bit of a hollow life.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, the marriage didn't last in the end anyway but um,
0: I mean marriage is a funny one what is it like only one in four couples are married now like it's yeah. there's so many more people not married not married
1: yeah um, well my uh, neighbour very nice Sandra uh, is a lawyer and is she, that
0: her actual name
1: very nice Sandra and uh, she was telling me so she does family law and she is out the door with gay couples getting divorced that's by far her biggest thing the minute the marriage equality referendum there was a big surge of people getting married and there's a lot of people getting divorced now she's like her biggest client list is gay people getting divorced that's how it's tragic isn't it so i suppose if it's authentic we can generally sort of figure out a pda is authentic and it's cute if it's too passionate people are drunk and it's tongue and it's you know and it's in a public space it's uncomfortable for everybody else Mm. right straddling Mm. not a look right um But like, where do we stand on it? Where do you stand on it now?
0: I'm concerned that my unconscious biases are wrapped in a sort of a spaghetti plate of emotions around it. That I wonder, am I more comfortable? And this is a question I I haven't come up with the answer. I wonder, am I more comfortable looking at PDAs with younger people? I wonder... Does that feel m-
1: more appropriate? More
0: appropriate? And I wonder, is that because of my own experience and knowing that at that stage, you're in the learning phase of your life. Yeah. And that as you get older you would hope that you understand how to control yourself a bit better, maybe. I mean that's Yeah. And and I'm really I'm really questioning myself. But also you're right,
1: because there's also a general consensus that, you know, as we age the world then moves into the into the ownership of younger people, Mm. right? And that's a generally accepted cultural norm that it you know, we kind of shuffle off and do our gardening Mm. and leave them running running the pubs Mm. and the nightclubs and let them have it, right? But actually it's not always right. You you are dumb when you're young, right? Mm. That's part of being young. So we can't always lean to their better knowledge for, you know. Mm. No, you're wrong. You you can be wrong sometimes and you can point it out. So I do find myself in cinema's going, get a room.
0: Yeah. Or we can or we can, we can be dumb throughout our lives.
1: You know yeah, what I mean? That, that's another speak. option. I do think and I've seen it firsthand. You know, I've friends in their 50s who fallen in love and they're just like teenagers. Mm. You go back into that mm. stupid nonsense obsession thing again Uh, like some some really smart people I know turn into gobshites when Mm. they fall in love like I'm not going to say who they are
0: no say who they are Brendan (laughs) (laughs) say who they are please name and shame Brendan name and shame
1: no no no. but they know who they are
0: (laughs) or do Do they
1: they? yeah Yeah, very funny to watch a very smart wonderful person you know turn into a teenager
0: Mm. and then become a mirror image of the person they've fallen in love with
1: or just become slightly obsessed and, and you're like, oh, God, it's so boring. Like, even just watching it is boring, never mind being in that <laughs> headspace, you know? It's just like, oh, God.
0: Brandon there mushing his cocktail, like, oh, <laughs> oh,
1: oh vile. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gagging his maraschino cherry.
1: <laughs> where we started this conversation is and where we should leave it. I think is the, the way you yeah the way you started it was the performative side of that which fascinates us right, mm. and the woman who made her husband kiss him mm. kiss her mm. and the the daughter knew it was a performative thing, mm. very interesting mm. and almost kind of controlling very much so on both sides actually on both sides, yeah,
0: yeah, and I wonder then this this can, can you not think about control when you're when you're looking at affection in that way. Is is somebody driving? Is somebody controlling? I don't know. Uh, did they stay together? What was the? Oh no, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did. But it, uh, but that was part What's of a little role play. Yeah, they did. little role play.
1: Actually, just before I came out, Adam was working at his desk, and I just leaned around and gave him a kiss on the cheek. Good. See him, and but I wouldn't do that in public. And would you
0: normally? Would you normally lean in and give him a kiss before no. you left?
1: no he's been away for a couple of weeks so I haven't seen him and I said hey welcome back and I'm going off to, to work now bye bye kiss and then I was like just while you while you're, well, I'm just thinking now I wouldn't do that in public I probably would if we were
0: <laughs> no I remember No, recently I was in Panty
1: Bar with Rory and a few other friends and they commented at that how in love we look because we were Aww. laughing together and I was like no we were just laughing at you <laughs> <laughs> We weren't laughing together. We were laughing at you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you look so in love, you two. I think
0: you can pretty much tell when people are in love, whether they're sprawled all over each other or not. Yeah, you can.
1: Well, you can tell what I'm always fascinated about. And we are gone way over time, aren't we? But I'm always fascinated about how you can tell people are a couple. I love that. Mm -hmm. They walk in and you go... Or you can tell they're having an affair. You know, dun, that? Dun, dun, dun,
0: dun. You know thinking you go, Woman's Guide to, to having, having an, an affair. affair. There's another episode.
1: Hashtag don't get caught. The Lennon Courtney Podcast is an exceed potential production. Episodes are produced by ELMD Productions. Follow at Lennon Courtney on all social media platforms for the latest news and updates. New episodes are released every Thursday.